0: The Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is the Sunday in between the Feast of the Ascension and the Feast of, of Pentecost, and on this Sunday uh, we celebrate the commemoration of the fathers of the, the First Ecumenical Council in Nicaea, uh, and because of that we have this beautiful reading in the Gospel of John today. It comes from uh, John chapter 17. And it's part of that very long reading that we get on Holy Thursday, uh, that first gospel reading uh, that takes about 20 minutes to, to read. Uh, that's from John 13 to about John 18. And this, this, these 13 verses in John chapter 17 are a part of a beautiful prayer that Christ offers while he is there with the disciples in the upper room at the Last Supper, according to John's account. And right before he prays this, in those, those chapters leading up to this prayer, John 13 or so, the very end of his discourse to the apostles, he tells them, In the world you have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. And he says, I've told you all of these things so that you might have peace. In the world you have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. And then he praised this prayer that we heard today. And it is a beautiful prayer. And it's something that, uh, Lord willing, uh, we can take to heart because we want that peace. We want to be of good cheer in the midst of the chaos and struggle that is going on in the world. And if that's Christ's prayer for us, then there must be some very strong power to it. And even at the very end of the reading that we heard today, not at the end of the prayer, I would encourage you all to read all of John chapter 17, uh, but at the very end of the section that we heard today, he even talks about our having uh, his joy fulfilled within us. So we have this expectation for peace. We have this expectation for joy in the midst of tribulation and in the midst of the chaos of the world, because remember what the apostles were just about to face they, and they didn't know it yet, but they were about to face the arrest, the crucifixion, the death of the, the Lord right in front of them, and then, of course, the resurrection and all of the, the rest of the events that we all know about.
1: But we want that
0: peace. We want that joy. How do we get it? Well, Christ says in the gospel this morning, he says what exactly eternal life is. And when we think of eternal life, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. That is eternal life. That is peace. That is joy. And in fact, all of Christ's ministry, everything that he came to do was to reveal the Father to the disciples and to all of us. To bring us into communion with God in a very intimate and unique way. That was his goal. And he even says in this prayer, he says that the disciples know that he was sent by him. And he says that he and the Father are one. So we have this understanding of Jesus attempting to reveal himself, reveal even that one true God to the, to the disciples. But how do we do that? How do we know God in the way that brings about peace and in the way that brings about joy? Well, I think a lot of times, at least for me, oftentimes when I think about knowing God, I often want to insert a, a, a word there. Know about God. And then I frantically want to read the right book, or I want to listen to the right podcast, or hear the right sermon, or I guess if if I'm standing here, give the right sermon so that people can know the right stuff about God. But that's not what Jesus is talking about, and that's not the knowledge that leads to that peace. That's not the knowledge that leads to that joy that Christ is talking about, is to actually know God. And how do we do that? I'm going to turn to a song, and I'm a little bit ashamed that during the course of this pandemic, I haven't given you all more homework. This seems like a great, would have been a great opportunity, and, well, I guess lucky for you, I didn't do that. But I'm going to give you homework this week, because I'm going to tell you to read Psalm 45 in the Septuagint, or else Psalm 46 if you're looking in a Bible other than the Orthodox Study Bible, not based on the Septuagint, because in this psalm there is there's great words about how we are to know God, and to know God in a way that brings about peace, and a way that brings about joy. And I'm not going to read the entire psalm, although it's only 12 verses, so you've had much more difficult homework than this before. But it, oh, it starts and says, God is our refuge and power, a help in afflictions that severely befall us. Therefore, we will not fear when the earth is troubled. What a beautiful song for us to hear about uh, during the course of a, a very unique time for us, for the, for the entire world in the midst of this pandemic. And, and it's something that uh, this generation hasn't faced anything like it before. And we need to hear those words, God is our refuge and power, a help in afflictions that severely befall us, therefore we will not fear when the earth is troubled. And remember, that's what Christ says, in the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world.
1: And the psalm goes on to
0: talk about how great God is and how the earth shall not be shaken and things like that. But then he gets to the point that I'm going to focus on where he really talks about how we know God and how we are to know him in a way that brings about that peace and that brings about that joy. In verse 9 he says, Come, behold the works of the Lord, the wonders he wrought on the earth. So the first thing that we need to do is to behold and know and see all the good stuff that God has done. And there, I've said it over and over and over again that it is a blessing that for the timing of this pandemic to fall exactly when it has. Because over the course of the three months that we have been facing all of this, we have basically had a summary of the work of God. Including from the very beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth because this pandemic uh, uh, also took Lent where we have the readings from the book of Genesis. And so we're hearing about the work of God from the very beginning. And then, of course, one of the first services that we had uh, here with uh, the, the doors closed was the Feast of the Incarnation, the Annunciation, where Christ takes on flesh in the womb of the Virgin, We go through the rest of Lent and we get to Holy Week and we see the crucifixion and then we get to Pascha and we behold the resurrection and we have seen the ascension and the sitting at the right hand just this past week and next week we'll have Pentecost and that's basically all that we need to know about the great work that God has done. Behold the works of the Lord. That's how we know God, by the actions that he has taken in the world in order to save us. The things that he has done, and we can even think about those things on a grand scale, but even thinking about the things within our own lives. Every single person who has come to confession uh, since we've reopened the doors of the church after they've confessed their sins that they've been holding on to for a few months, I say, okay, you told me all the bad stuff. Tell me a blessing from this time in this pandemic. And the hope is that we're thinking that in terms of the work of God happening here and now in the midst of all the stuff that is that is going on. To know that if God has not ceased from working after he ascends into heaven, he doesn't stop working, but he continues to work in our lives. Come behold the works of the Lord, the wonders He wrought on the earth. And then the big verse. Be still and know stuff and instead of frantically trying to read about it, frantically trying to control just be still and in fact I looked up that word still uh, to see if there were any other meanings for that word and the, the Greek word that's translated there can also just mean relax relax and know that I am God or it even said in the dictionary take a holiday take it easy It's going to be okay. God is there. And that's how the psalm ends. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our protector. Relax. It's going to be okay. Relax. Perhaps that's the word that we all need to hear during this time. Relax. Don't panic. In the midst of everything, we want to know all the information. We want to read all of the articles. We want to frantically hear and keep up with all the stuff that's going on. But when we do that, we don't have peace. We don't have joy. We don't have eternal life. But when we turn instead to just beholding the works of the Lord and realizing I'm not going to know it all. I'm not going to be able to control it. That's the hardest one for me. Not going to be able to control it. Then we can relax. And know that God has done His work. He continues to do His work. He will continue to do His work. And it's gonna be okay. We can rest. Because God is our protector. And that's what we need to hear, brothers and sisters. That's the peace that we will, that we will have. That's the joy that will be fulfilled in our life. That's the eternal life that we will experience when we just see the work of God and be still and recognize his presence at each and every moment each and every encounter with each and every person in our life may that peace be upon us in this prayer that Christ says for his disciples and that he says if we continue on with that prayer for the church and for all of mankind he says I say all of this to you so that you might have peace Because in the world you have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. May we know God. May we give up control. May we see his works. May we have peace and joy. And may we have eternal life. Glory to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.